0: Oh, that wasn't a can opening, but we're on the stubbies today. On the stubs, on the uh, Great Northern specifically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, obviously owned by Carlton United Breweries. So yeah. CEO Danny Chaloni, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. If you see this, free slab would go down nicely. We'll keep promoting your beers for you. Yeah, love, love a Great Norman. Certainly do. Um, so, yeah, recording this on uh, the Saturday after the Geelong game. After the Geelong game on the Friday night, uh, MCG, 58,500, I think we're there. Um, you know, the Tigers obviously form down. Obviously, we got one back against West Coast last week. That was expected, though. So, um, yeah, but, but uh, to get the win last night, I don't think many people saw it coming, but we both backed us in. Yeah, um, I think that it's
1: a lot of, I
0: don't know, just a bit of, Reward for
1: for hard work. I think we've been playing pretty well this year, and we've mentioned that a few times on the potty. That like we've been in in a lot of the games, and we're just not getting results. But
0: I feel like last night we stuck with it for four quarters, and we ended up taking the joggies. Yeah, that's it. And I think it um it all started last week though against West Coast. Getting that win was important for the boys. I know you know West Coast are in a, a bad spot at the moment um, with all the injuries and all that sort of thing, but. Um, just to get the win, I think, for the boys, just to build a bit of confidence going into the Geelong game, uh, just to gain that bit of confidence back that they can still win games um, and go out there and play the way that Dimmer wants them to play and that they know how to play. Um, I feel like that went a long way to, to setting them up for last night's win against Geelong.
1: Yeah, I feel like it was a great game. Like, it was just a good team effort. We played, like as Dimmer would say, a Richmond brand of footy, and, yeah, it was just... Uh everyone played their role pretty much and we'll touch on a few players soon. But um, yeah, it was just a good team effort, I think. The structure worked and yeah, we just played a good brand of footy.
0: Definitely. So I think we'll we'll touch on the West Coast game first. Um, So obviously the first half was a little bit worrying at times, but then after that we sort of kicked away.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, well, we sat down for that game. I think that was the first game that we sat for all year. Usually we're standers, but... Yeah, sat down. I
0: think twenty-eight thousand or something there at the MCG. It It, was fucking cold day. It was freezing cold, and um, yeah, neither team were going that great. To be fair, so yeah.
1: Then I think yeah, the third quarter sort of kicked away a little bit, and I think like everyone saw it coming, and we were going to eventually pull away at some point of the game, and then yeah, the third quarter and the fourth quarter sort of like pulled away towards the end and just got a a decent win. It wasn't a great win, but just um, yeah, just. The good... Just a good, comfortable win. good, comfortable win. No real injuries or anything like that came from it. So, yeah, couldn't
0: couldn't really ask for much more. Yeah, that's it. And I think that game also, we finally sort of worked out a way to get all of our midfielders to um, sort of work with each other in a way that neither one hampers the other and that sort of thing as well like they they all sort of worked really well together Um, Shea Bolton best on ground uh, 31 disposals and 3 goals
1: yeah well Um, him and a lot of the other midfielders as well like push forward and started hitting the scoreboard three
0: goals in a row in the third quarter
1: yeah we'll touch on the mids um, pushing forward soon and um, yeah but I think that's one thing that we've been doing really well is everyone's sort of contributing and with Lynch being out
0: um, everyone's just pushing forward and hitting the scoreboard that's it. When you've got your big key forward out, you've got to try and find other avenues to goal, obviously. And it's good that the midfielders have stepped up and they've started hitting the scoreboard. I um, you know, just touched on, obviously, Prestia and, um, and uh, Bolton last week. They kicked three goals each. I think Dusty kicked one at the end of the game. Um, so they all sort of hit the score, or like most of them hit the scoreboard. I think Hopper and Taranto got one each as well. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, no, Taranto got two, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, Not um, bad for a shit kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although one of them, though, was a bit of a scrubber that sort of snuck under two players and bounced through somehow. But um, nah. yeah, that's all right, right. We'll, we'll take them where we can get them. Yeah, exactly right. I think, like, yeah, the, all the mids pushing forward, it just takes us back to 2017,
1: <laughs> like, when we won our first leg. We never really had anyone. Like, we only had Jack as our key forward, like we didn't have Big Tommy up there and we were still a high-scoring team back then. So, yeah, we were able to find a lot of um, different ways to
0: score and to, yeah, hit the scoreboard. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, as I said, that, that game sort of built up a bit of confidence in the boys, got them back on the winner's list and they were able to sort of just focus on what they had to do against Geelong. So we'll move on to that game now. So we came Good out, win. came F- out F- firing. Fuck Tommy Stewart, yeah, came <laughs> so out firing the first him. couple of minutes. Um, I think who kicked the first? Oh, Jack Graham. Uh, Jack Graham. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: bloke in the grog squad actually yeah. had uh, tenor on him. Yeah, first yeah that's goal. I
0: remember him saying that. Yeah, he yeah. did too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Apparently, he's been backing him for two
0: years though. So I think <laughs> overall, he's probably lost. So he's probably but lost a bit more <laughs> yeah. than he's won. But yeah, yeah. no, but that, that's right. Yeah, no, Jack Graham and you know another one. He's sort of playing that sort of half forward role at the moment Um, he sort of goes into the midfield every now and then but not as much as he probably used to a few years ago yeah I think yeah just
1: um, he's been playing all right from time to time but he's very hit and miss and inconsistent Um, especially the last couple of weeks I feel like yeah he's going to be pushed out of the side eventually but um yeah there's obviously um young kids waiting to come in and producing in the twos I still got Sonsi and stuff
0: out so yeah that's it and um Thompson Dow I think had 28 disposals and 10 clearances or something the other week in yeah. the BFL. so yeah um yeah haven't really seen much from those guys when they've come up into the AFL level, though. Um, Even Jack yet. Ross
1: was a little bit. If last night didn't really rate yeah, his game that didn't, much,
0: didn't really um, do a lot. You sort of he got the ball a few times, but yeah, he sort of didn't really have much of an impact. I think Hugo inside.
1: was probably our best fringe player last night. Got a few yeah. intercept marks towards the end of the game. That's and, it. And um, he, um, yeah, helped with a bit of dusty dash. goals as
0: well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He offers a bit of dash from halfback. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So, um, uh, Judson Clark, I thought, was pretty good last night when he came on as well. He started as a sub, and then he came on when Hopper went off with a hammy. So, yeah, yeah we don't really know the extent of that injury. I don't. Yeah, think. I believe. Um, yeah, I believe he's expected to spend some time on the sidelines from yeah. what Dimmer said in his press conference last night. Obviously, straight after the game, Dimmer wouldn't really. Um, have a lot of information about it as of yet but um that according to dimmer that's what he was sort of expecting maybe a couple of weeks on the sidelines depending on how bad it is hopefully it's not a bad one yeah well usually we're generally pretty um
1: like cautious with hamstrings and all that sort of stuff like over the last couple of years we've been very cautious with our players even just resting players from time to time i know they're like the older brigade but um yeah, just being very cautious with our injuries, and like Gibkiss is obviously another one that's um had a, had a setback this week,
0: so he'll probably miss a few more few more weeks. Even he probably won't come back till after the bye now. Yeah, that's it. Dimmer touched on Gibkiss as well. Someone asked him about it in the press conference last night, and he sort of said, you know, Gibkus is going to be a twelve year player for us, so uh, obviously we want him fully fit. And, and healthy before playing him in any games just to make sure that there's nothing there that can go wrong um so it's a, it's a cautious approach but i hope it pays off in the long run yeah I, I think that we don't need to rush him our back
1: six last night looked really settled um it, it i think broad was probably best on ground for us he held jeremy cameron to I know under twenty touches, I think, and just
0: one goal. He didn't really have yeah. much of an impact at all. Yeah, Cameron didn't really have an impact on the game, which was which was good um, to Broad's credit. He played extremely well. Um, I think there was only one incident i remember from the game where broad might have turned it over or something but apart from that like he's yeah he's pretty spot on with his disposal and is everything is well. reliable so he's just reliable he goes out there does his job um we've touched on it here before he's your boy here on the podcast so you know and as you say or as you have said over the last few episodes talking about whenever he comes up you know first guy on the team sheet each week so and um i think um yeah dimmer also brought that up in there he was asked about broad as well and, and his game against cameron and and dimmer obviously was very pleased with the way that broad carried himself and um he did stress the importance of broad uh, we kind of struggled our back six as, as a whole when broad wasn't playing the four weeks he was suspended so uh, but since he's come back we've won two and lost one so yeah the um just the importance of him is is big
1: to the team i think and when um, last night, when Jeremy Cameron pushed up the ground, I think Broad would be that spare man back and help off onto Hawkins because um, yeah, early on Hawkins was starting to get a hold of Bolter a little bit, but once we steadied that ship and, and Broad was able to drop off when Cameron pushed up the ground, um, we were intercept marking and stuff like that. So yeah, it was just good. I think yeah, the the defence
0: at the moment looks really settled. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can yeah push on with that. Yeah, that's it. We've got a few um, really good intercept market players down there now as well. Like obviously, you know, that they've been there for the last few years during our premiership years and everything as well. But um, Vlosten and, and Grimes, Broad, Bolta, they're all really solid intercept players. Yeah, and then we've
1: got um, like Daniel Rioli played a good game last night with his dash off half back. They're getting a lot of handball receives more up the ground. So like Rioli and Short and Baker, they're all pushing like high up the ground, and that allows them the mids to to push up into the forward line as well. And that's where they're hitting the scoreboard, like, it's like creating Koch and, more pressure, yeah, creating turnovers. Yeah, yep. yeah. So maybe maybe he will win the Coleman. This year. I just want uh, to make kick at least corns, twenty-five yeah. goals so
0: that wanker fucking Corns can run eight laps of the tan track or whatever yeah, he said he was going to do.
1: He, he, he
0: does do it for clicks, though Doesn't he? Corns. He, he does. He does. He's to Kane say that Taranto's not in corns. the top one hundred and fifty is a bit rich. It is. It is. He's elite or above average in almost every stat according to Champion data.
1: Twelve tackles last night. Twelve tackles last night. I don't think Kane Corns would have ever laid twelve tackles in a game. No, and he was a tagger. Yeah. So what does that say about him? No, he's he's a firefighter.
0: So yeah. he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, he, he tried the firefighting thing. He couldn't hold a hose. He fucking holds his own all the time though, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. The um,
1: Yeah, and I think Dusty played pretty good again last night. He's really starting to find his form again. And um, just his touch around the ball, he looks a lot cleaner. Kicked uh, four snags last night and had a big influence on the game when the game was in the balance and early in the fourth. And uh, yeah, he really took the game by the scruff of the neck and yeah, pushed on and...
0: Yeah, it really made a difference in that last quarter. Death, taxes, and dusty fucking Geelong in big games. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, that, that was a must. Well, I wouldn't really... I'd say West Coast was probably the must-win game out of the last two weeks, and, and we got the job done there as, as was expected. And then um, to beat Geelong as well, it's you know cherry on the cake, I think. Yeah, the um the only thing that was a little bit disappointing last night from
1: what I could see was the clearances. Like we were getting absolutely hammered in the especially in the first half. I don't know what it ended up finishing up as, but I think it was about
0: we were like minus fourteen or something yeah. at the end. So it was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, but I think maybe we were like that at half time. I think I think we were like negative fourteen at half time. So yeah, in the so second it was probably half pretty even, yeah. I noticed that Samson Ryan really came into the game in the second half as well. He starts to get a lot of hit outs to it. Advantages like he's really good as a tap ruckman, took one or two good marks as well. Yeah, he gets outbodied from time to time. But I tell you what, if he gets five like five to ten kilos on him on his frame in the next year or two, like he's going to be scary. Good,
0: like, we'll have to talk about Samson's mum, Belinda. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, talking to BT in the change room. Apparently, after the game. she's had a few too many frothies <laughs> as well. Apparently, she was on the Northerns <laughs> as well. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to see though. It's always good to to see the players, you know, families and that show up to all the games and and to be with them in the change rooms after the games and that is pretty good interviews over the years with players, families and stuff. So
1: I think that's that's what's good about Richmond as well. Like they're very inclusive as like family, like a, they're a very family orientated club. Like I, I know that um, Richo and I think it was Brendan Gale as well. They ended up creating like a, a father father-daughter father-son type um
0: what do you call it like a little program yeah yeah so the Matthew um, richardson program yeah. I think it is and, and it's for yeah all the, the sons and daughters of uh past richmond players yeah i don't know any other club that
1: like does that sort of stuff and yeah, yeah it just shows that how family orientated richmond
0: are and the brotherhood and yeah that's it and yeah. i'd love to um sort of one day see you know which of our other uh, previous players and that have their kids come up through the system and and play for the Tigers, so i think you know everyone who plays for whatever club it is that not just richmond but i think um people just love seeing when their kids come up and they they love the sport as well and they get there they make it to the big time and they play for the same club yeah we don't really have many father sons or anything no no got a lot of father daughters though are they bringing that in as a rule for the aflw because aflw team will be fucking loaded (laughs) yeah (laughs) everyone just seems to be pushing out females
1: yeah but, oh, I think
0: um, um, I think uh, Cotchen's oldest girl started doing old kick or something oh yeah yeah so yeah beautiful yeah she might
1: be one for the AFLW in probably 10 years time maybe yeah 12
0: years
1: 12-13 yeah. years yeah, yeah not too I sure how old she is yeah. but I, I, I noticed another thing last night um, heading back to the Geelong game that well, like when Jaden Short is like obviously our most damaging kick, and he if he doesn't take the kick in, he's always that first option in the pocket. So, if we yeah. get a, a twenty meter kick to Jaden Short, and then he runs ten and kicks fifty, like we're already on the wing, and I feel like that's a game plan that's probably come in in the last couple of weeks. It's like been a huge advantage to us with
0: with two kicks, and we're already on the wing. Yeah, yeah, that's it, definitely. It's um, sort of get it out of the back line as quick as possible, you know, find an exit strategy um, that's not sort of just, you know, kick it from the top of the square to a a contest. Yeah, I find that... um
1: Yeah, another point on last night's game. Like, Jack, just a little bit slow getting it into the forward 50. Now, I'm a big fan of if you turn the ball over, if the opposition turns it over and we get an intercept, you go as fast as you can the other way because a lot of the time it's just one-on-ones of forward of half and I think that's where you can get on top because...
0: That's it, catch them off guard.
1: Yeah, because, like, obviously they try and outnumber us... um, as defenders and uh, the slower you are the harder it is for a forward to get a one-on-one especially like there was times last night where Dusty was one-on-one and
0: we were just so slow like he's the best player in the game like get get him the ball yeah, that's it, definitely. yeah. You need like all, all your dangerous players when they get those one-on-ones. It doesn't happen often with the way the game is played these days. There's a lot of uh, team defences and zoning and double teaming and triple teaming and all that sort of thing. So um, whenever there's an opportunity to get your players one-on-one, especially players that can be as damaging as Dusty, you've got to get it in there quick. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, the pressure was good again last night. We started to uh, go back
1: to the... Old Richmond way where, yeah, a, a lot of score from intercepts in the
0: back half. Um, so that was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was great to see. And it's always good to get a win over Geelong as well. Yeah, especially when Tommy Stewart's playing. Yeah, that's it. and He deserved all the boos that he got last month. He night. did. Now, I'm going to touch on this here, right? Because it, the AFL is trying to crack down on booing certain players and all that sort of thing. Now, there's a difference between... Collingwood supporters booing Buddy the other week or St Kilda supporters booing Jason Horn francis when they played Port to what happened last night. Yeah, who booed
1: the St Kilda players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fans. So, so fan. sorry. Yeah, all fans. 10 of them.
0: Yeah, all 10 of them. <laughs> um, and their dogs. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a difference between that and what happened last night because I feel like if a player does something to your club or to a player on your team and that, then... It's, it's all, it's fair game. Like it's fair game that you've got to expect to be booed. But if there was no prior incident or anything like, you know, I don't know why Colling- Collingwood
1: fans are just booing buddy because he's a champion. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, like Dusty gets booed from time to time as well. Yeah. And I just don't understand that. bloke's done nothing wrong and, at all. Like he's not difference. a sniper or anything yeah. like
0: that. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the difference. And I mean, with Jason Horn Francis, like he's going to cop a bit against North yeah, against and North, and but no other team needs to yeah, boo him. Yeah, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and that, yeah. like the, that's fair enough when it's North, because you know he bailed on them after one season, didn't want to be there, didn't want to put in the work, mm. anything after after you know using up their number one pick to get him. Yeah, and um, yeah, he just fucked off to Port Adelaide. So fair enough if the North supporters, all ten of them, again, yeah, uh, if they decide to boo him, but yeah. I feel like, though, it, we'll touch on the Tom Stewart thing from,
1: from last year, but a, a, a tribunal tron- hearing, I think if, if he knocks out Deion Prestia last year, he should have missed last night. It, it should be like if you get two, two weeks suspension, you miss the next week, and then you miss the next game against, say, Richmond. And that would have been last night because we didn't play them in finals. And if it is a grand final or a prelim final or something like that, like, it's just like, so be
0: it. Like, don't be a dickhead and raise your elbow in the first place. So, so you're suggesting maybe a bit of an evener up? Like, you know, Prestia, yeah. obviously, once he got knocked out... Well, he, he was missed out the rest for three quarters. Game. Yeah, 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 he missed yeah. the rest. So it'd be and we lost sort of thing. by six
1: points or, last or would year. It,
0: another alternative be like a, a sin bin type situation where maybe if, if Stuart did that and we had a sin bin, he gets sent off... But that's just off. a red card type thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah but, but it, if he missed the rest of that game, same as Prestia did... Yeah. Yeah, then... That would have been pretty fair as well.
1: Yeah, and then obviously you still got to go to the
0: tribunal and yeah, yeah, stuff still like like that. Copies yeah. two weeks or yeah. four weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you got four weeks for it in the end. But
1: because um, I feel like the only people that benefit from a suspension is not the team that like lost their player to concussion and stuff like that. Like a sling yeah. tackle, like say Nathan Broad's one earlier in the year. Like yeah. he knocked that bloke out, and he should miss his next game against Adelaide because we were the only ones that benef- benefited from that sling tackle. Yeah. Which
0: I think was a bit harsh, anyway. Four weeks, but well, it's a yeah, long well, time it, ago. It, it's interesting because with all the other sling tackles that they've, you know, given punishments for this year, none of them have even been close to that. They're, yeah. they're all one or two weeks, and all right, you know, most of them the players don't get concussed, which is one thing, but. The AFL needs to make a decision on how it's you know coming up with the punishments because it needs to be either you're punishing for the action or you're punishing for the outcome of the action. Yeah, like there were a couple last night that Richmond players did. I
1: think Camden did one, and I can't remember who did the other one. But I saw I saw the replay, and I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna get done for that. But Grimes, the different, yeah, maybe Grimes. But I know that Camden did one. I think it was on Blitzarves and. Blitzarv's like obviously got up, took his free kick, but that's another instance of like, it, it was a sling tackle. It was a fair free kick and like Camden should get done for that because it's a sling tackle. Yeah. Bit, like Blitzarv's didn't get knocked out. So is it going to get looked at or is it not going to get
0: looked at? Yeah, that's it. That's where it's hard because there's, you know, obviously some of these one and two week suspensions have been from sling tackles that didn't cause a concussion and then Broads one did and he got four weeks for it. So they've just got to work out whether they're going to punish all sling tackles, just make it an automatic one or two weeks or whatever it is, regardless of whether a player gets knocked out, concussed or whether they're fine. Um, or whether they're going to continue with this case-by-case case thing and be like, oh, no, nah, but this guy got knocked out, so we'll chuck on an extra couple of weeks, or this guy didn't, so we'll only make that one week. I mean, that's not really solving the problem, in my opinion. No,
1: definitely not. You've been big on this the last couple of years. I've only been doing the podcast for this year, but like you've been big on that for a couple of years now that they're punishing um,
0: not the the action, it's punishing the... Um, the outcome. The outcome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, so my solution would be right, if, if anyone does a sling tackle, it's an automatic one or two week suspension. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's a really hard one, maybe a two week suspension if it's Yeah, a, but
1: if the guy but, gets knocked out though, it doesn't add weeks
0: on. No, no, no That's it. There's there's no point in doing like, that because it's, it's the like, shit he got knocked yeah. out. Like, yeah, you don't want that in yeah. the game. But but, it, but if it's an automatic suspension for the sling tackle, regardless of what happens to the player who got tackled, then I think players will stop and think more, oh shit, you know, I I can't drag him this way, I can't do this, I can't you know, just Tackle him. Just drop your knees and come to come to the ground, and that's it. Like players will stop sling tackling if you put an automatic suspension on every single sling tackle. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's um,
1: that's a good way to go about it. I think yeah, if Gill, if you're listening, not only you're a flog anyway, and you're going to leave, but yeah, maybe bring that in. Maybe get Trevi a part of the MRO. Is,
0: is he going to leave? I'm still not convinced. He's been hanging around for so long. Yeah, I know. He's just hanging around like um,
1: like a fly on shit. Yeah, that's the one. I was going to go with like an actor that hasn't retired or something like that. Hanging around like Tom Hawkins. He's almost yeah. ready for a nursing home. And he just doesn't want to
0: retire. That's it. I think there's a, a few players in the comp that are a bit like that at the moment. <laughs> Trent Cochran, one of them. Oh, actually, no, he kicked no, more he goals kicked, than Tom yeah, Hawkins yeah, last yeah, he night. He did, he did actually, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Cochran was good last night. Um, not yeah, bad they, for a guy who's not a forward in Kane Corn's eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: it. No, yeah, hopefully Taranto's in the top 150 this, uh,
0: yeah, ho- this week. Yeah, hopefully,
1: yeah. Hopefully, he's in
0: the top 150 player. Let's be honest, though. Like, Corns suggested that Port Adelaide go after Taranto and Hopper last year. Yeah. They didn't land him. Richmond did. And that's what this is all about. He's a salty bastard. He just doesn't like us after we flogged him all the time.
1: Oh, we yeah. beat him in his 300th or something, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. And that was his last game as well. Oh, well, stiff shit. He's a wanker. Yeah, that's it. He's always had it in for Even Richmond Even like Simpson. Dale Thomas touched on it during the week and called out Kane Corns for that. And Dale Thomas doesn't like Richmond. Yeah. So it just goes to show that no one really Mm -hmm. likes the bloke. Dale Thomas played for Richmond's two biggest fucking rivals. rivals, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Moving on to the Dreamtime game. Yes. So so we're going to preview Dreamtime now. Dreamtime at the G. It's been happening for, I don't know how many years now. 10 plus years. It's it's 10 plus for sure. Yeah. Yeah. don't know the exact, we probably should have looked this up before. Jumping into recording, nah, but nah, doesn't yeah, really right. matter. Well, we'll get a, a few, few uh, facts on the next episode, maybe about Dreamtime game. Yeah, right. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Dreamtime at the G. It's always a huge game. Richmond Essendon, uh, Essendon's home game this year. The Tigers haven't been beaten by the Bombers in quite some time. I think it's I think it's been eight years or something. We've wondered about our last twelve or thirteen yeah, games against them. Like I'm that. pretty sure. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, yeah, I reckon the winning streak is going to continue. To be honest. Yeah. Hopefully,
1: I feel like like. Essen have been playing well this year, but I'm still not convinced. There's a couple of um, yep. things about their team that they just... I don't know. Well, they've got a couple of injuries at the moment. Um, well, I don't really know how long they're out for, but Parrish was out for this week's game, as was uh, that Jackson Ridley. Is it Jackson Ridley? I don't
0: um, know his first name, but yeah, Ridley. Yeah, Ridley,
1: yeah. yeah. Good player for him in defence. Um, yep. So, yeah, a couple of injuries. Um, not coming at the right time for the Bombers.
0: Because, uh, no, yeah, that's they're, they're not – I don't know. I'm still not convinced. There was a Obviously, we'll be without Hopper next week. But um, Nankervis is a very slight chance to return. I don't think he will next Does week. Does he to go honest, to the twos
1: but... and get a, a run there first, you reckon?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know whether they'll do that with Nank or whether they'll just throw him back in when he's ready. But What
1: about if you play him and then sub him off at half time, or you don't reckon you play a injured player?
0: Yeah, especially I, I in a big game. Yeah, like that. I just don't reckon playing a ninja player. I, I reckon just stick with the team. Obviously, you know someone's going to come in for Hopper. Yeah, yeah. Just stick with the team that we've got. Uh, I don't know how far off Morris Rioli is because I was going to say he'd probably come in for Hopper being dreamtime. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I just feel. Yeah, I don't know if I'm playing Nancurvis against Sammy Draper. Like nah, he's a good think, ruckman, yep. and I feel like yeah, if you're underdone, you don't want to get. I don't know to half time of a game and then Curvis go down with an injury or something like that. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, probably leave him out. But if he does come back in, you'd think that Miller's probably gonna make way. I I'd prefer to play Samson Wright over, over Miller. More. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, stick with Samson and yeah. Um, yeah, see what he can do. He play, Samson played really well against Gorn and Grundy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Really held his yeah. own and, and yeah, we he, did really he well on well the last clearances as well against Geelong. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah, just keep giving him games. Like we're not gifting games to him. I don't think like he's performing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not like I don't know 2013, 2014, like we were gifting games to young kids, but like he's
0: he's like holding his own. Yeah, she.
1: And really, we have no other option. So
0: yeah, that did with soldo has got some um, plantar fasciitis as well. He, he's like, not getting another foot. game for us, mate. He's, um, he's shit. No, I'm just saying, like you know, we've got no backup rock after yeah. after Nankervis. Literally, is so, a dinosaur. Th- those two being out, it's um, given Sampson and and Miller some time to. I don't mind Miller, but if I'm going with light. If well, I had to pick one and go and Samson. Yeah, Samson. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't mind Miller playing like as a pinch hitter though, like to go yeah. in and just, you know, give him a bit of a break, you know, a yeah. bit of a chop out every now and then. Yeah, but I don't think you can play Nank, Miller and Samson all in the no, same No, no, you can't. So if you're bringing Nank in, then Miller's probably going to make way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I would put I think Samson pushing up forward if Nankervis does most of the ruck roll because like I think last night Samson was doing most of the ruck work. So yeah. if Nank comes back, it, it allows Samson to push up forward and maybe hit the scoreboard a couple of times a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And there was a, a minor injury concern with Daniel Rioli last night apparently, but Dimmer reckons he'll be all right. Yeah, well, he um, said after the game, Rioli, really that he just needed to head down to Bunnings and just grab a glass of concrete. <laughs> so... Yeah. No, um, yeah. but uh, in all seriousness, so uh, Dimmer did mention he did have a bit of a joke about it. To be uh, actually, so he um, sort of said, you know, with Dreamtime coming up, there's no way Daniel Rioli is going to miss it. He's going to find a way to get up for the game. So yeah. No, yeah. I think um, it'll be a good,
1: be a good test for us. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to get three, three in the row because, uh, like I said, we've been saying it all year. We've been playing good footy and we have just been coming up short. Um, but yeah, like yeah. we were chatting during the week, and just with the Geelong
0: uh, losses and our losses to, like we played very similar teams. Yeah, we have. So what I've what I've found is um, the the teams that both of us have played, we've had very similar results. So we drew with Carlton. Geelong lost to them by eight points. We yeah. lost to Collingwood by fourteen. Geelong lost to them by twenty two. Um, we lost to Gold Coast by 24, Geelong lost to them by 19, we beat Adelaide by 32, Geelong beat them by 26, and we beat West Coast by 46, and Geelong beat them by 47. Yeah. So it's it's been pretty similar. But with they, that. everyone's been talking Geelong up since their yeah. first three losses. Yeah. But right. the, uh, the the outlier in that time of like the same teams that we've played with Sydney, obviously we lost by 44 and Geelong yeah. smashed them by 93. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the outlier. But the other, the other teams though, very similar results yeah. um, that Richmond and Geelong have had against those same teams. So I, I feel like Richmond and Geelong... Probably two teams that sort of match up pretty well against each other and, and sort of makes for good games most of the time.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like um, most of our best games this year have been like bigger on bigger occasions. Like the Carlton game was like we played pretty well against Carlton, we probably should have won that. Um, Geelong last night was a was a bigger game on Friday night and we played really well. And yeah. even the Collingwood game, like we got within the,
0: 14 points. Yeah, so. the, sec- the second half of the Collingwood game, we played the first half was pretty horrendous. But yeah. the, the second half we played pretty well. And then the Melbourne game, I thought we played pretty well. Yeah, exactly. We probably well, we had a chance to win that game yeah. as well. Yeah, we but, um, probably should have, to be honest. But
1: yeah, yeah, I feel like the dream time game. Uh, it'll be good for the lads to to get up and about. And I think, yeah, it'll be probably a ninety thousand strong crowd. You'd think, and I think we can get the win.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I, I reckon we'll get up by about thirty. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go uh, I'll go about fourteen points. i ain't going to be a close one, but yeah. Yeah, all right, and free kick count for the uh, dream time at the G. Oh well, it, we did alright last oh, night. was no, that? Oh, I'm tempted to actually give us the benefit of the doubt and say we're actually going to win another free kick count. Right. Go, I've well, been really well, surprised. I'll go, this year.
1: I'll go uh, twenty-one to nineteen. I reckon Essendon
0: will win by two. I reckon we'll win the free kick count. I reckon. Wow. Yeah, I reckon uh, twenty-three to eighteen. Do you imagine all the people on the AFL Facebook page if we win two free kick counts in a row? Oh, I know. I the know. world's going to end. That's it, yeah. <laughs> you get all the comments. It's funny, after last night, all the comments of Geelong supporters sooking and even some neutral supporters as well just because they hate Richmond. But, um, yeah, going yeah. on about the free kicks and stuff, and it's like... Well, between the start of twenty seventeen and the end of twenty twenty one, we had the worst free kick differential in the entire comp out of any team by yeah. more than a hundred. Yeah. in that time, so it was yeah, nah, no good. But no nah,
1: we're we're hitting in the right direction. That's it. Yeah, getting, so, um, getting there slowly. Yeah, a couple of frothies on Saturday. Head down to the Royal maybe. Yeah. Go down to the, the classiest pub in Richmond. Yeah, no. Well, hey, that's, that's where, that we was right that's where Richmond was born. So we'll yeah, just it keep was, heading, it heading back there and support. We're only going down there to support the club. We're not going there for any other reason. No, that's it. Support the club. Have a couple of beers. Yep. Yep. Anything else on offer down there?
0: No, just beers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll, uh, yeah, definitely head in. Saturday night. Perfect opportunity yep. to get on the beers for the boys. And, uh, yeah, oh, I reckon we'll see a win. Yep. I reckon we will too. We're going to get Michael Stewart down in the game this week? Yeah, yeah.
0: Gonna Beautiful. Get, uh, triple parked. Going to get big stretch down there. Yeah, it? last time he came to the footy, he was triple parked. He was. He was in fine form. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be in fine form again. Yeah, we'll have to do a bit of
1: story time. We do have a good story about Michael. There was a little donut incident. I think it was
0: a Dreamtime game. It was a Dreamtime, yeah, game, Dreamtime yeah. game. Yeah, Dreamtime game. So,
1: we'll have to get... uh might do a bit of story time after this a little five-minute story. Yep. Yeah. A bit of jam, donuts and beers just don't mix, mix well. It didn't mix for him. He was he was sure to blame the donuts though, not the beers. So <laughs> yeah, nah. Well, oh well. we'll um, yeah, we'll catch up in a week's time, and then I'll be off to
0: Brisbane for a crossfit competition. And yeah. yeah, so I'll catch in about a week's time. No worries. So yeah, we'll catch up after the Essendon game for the next episode, and then we'll be previewing. Uh, we well, obviously looking at the Essendon game, uh, and then previewing GWS and. At- No, Port Adelaide and GWS, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. all right, no worries.